until showtime. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah, come on and bless the Lord, just hallelujah, let's dwell in this worship tonight, I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready to go in the presence of the Lord on tonight. Father, we thank you, oh God. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you as we stand before your presence on tonight. Father, we thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, come on and bless the Lord on, come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah, come on and bless the Lord, come on and bless the Lord tonight. Father, we thank you, O God. We thank you for your presence on tonight. We thank you, oh God, for you doing what you're doing in the season. We thank you for moving on our behalf on tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, as this woman of God go forth on tonight. Mandia said, we bind up every form of distraction. We bind up every form of things that are not like God in the name of Jesus. We curse it to the root right now in the name of Jesus. We serve the enemy, the addiction notice, oh God. We serve it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your presence. We thank you, oh God, for what you're doing. We thank you, oh God, for standing in your presence on tonight. We thank you, oh God, for releasing your anointing. We thank you, oh God. Father, you said that we cast our burdens upon the Lord, for you cared for us. So, oh God, we're passing our burdens right now on the altar on tonight. We're casting our burdens. We're casting every form of anxiety. We're casting every form of angry. We cast every form of malice. We cast every form of selfishness. We cast every form honorable shape of pride to the altar. We cast everything, oh God, that is not like God. My God, in, in, in this presence, oh God, my God, you said in your word that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us power, love, and sound mind. And Father, as we stand in your presence on tonight, Father, however the direction that you tend to lead on tonight, however the direction you tend to move on tonight, Father, you just saturate this place, saturate the platform, saturate, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, release, amen, this prophet on tonight. Father, as you begin to move in the realm of the spirit, 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 move, oh God. Father, if anything that I have done, oh God, every form that I feel on today, Father, I ask you to forgive me for my sins, oh God, because I don't want to get to the point that I got to hinder service, hinder, amen, the move of God, my God from heaven. We thank you, oh God, for your presence on tonight. We thank you, oh God, for saturating. We thank you, God. 
Hamda will saturate your presence. We thank you, oh God. Hamda will shake it. Rabe, shake home, deda baban, they say. Rebe, she came, deda bosoko. Raban, deda de beshia. Robo se came, deda bose. Mandia, so called, deda besha. Brahma mamando, so called, deda besham, dana mandia se. I don't know about you on tonight, but I know this means war, 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 this means war. Father, we take amen, amen, and we attack the, the spirit of the hydra, amen, and we cut it off at the root. In the name of Jesus, we cut off everything that is wicked. We cut out everything that's deceitful. My God, we even cut off the form of confusion. Amen. Father, every person that is connected, every form of generation that is connected to me and that's connected to the kingdom right now. In the name of Jesus, everything that is unholy, everything we saturate right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak into the atmosphere, we speak into the stratosphere. Father, we ask you to move, Father. Oh God, as we move in the realm of the spirit and as, oh God, the prophet begin to release the word of God on tonight. Father, oh God, we stand in the remnant. We stand, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We send forth your ministering angels right now. We dispatch, amen, Michael. We dispatch Gabriel. We dispatch Raphael in the name of Jesus, in the realm of the spirit. Father, begin to move, oh God, and under the direction of the Holy Ghost, you tend to shift on tonight. But the voice of the prophet on tonight, the voice speak, the prophet speak, the anointed ones speak, the mantle is on her, oh God, on tonight. And Father, we got to be able to get together and be able to clear the pathway in order for her to speak. Because we want the, everybody to be on guard on tonight in the spirit realm. Because God, you said in your word that we wrestle not against flesh. We wrestle against the principalities and the rulers and the darkness of this age. That you said in your word that we're going to put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. And I bind up every form, every form of witchcraft. And I send it back to the pits of hell. I bind up every form of wickedry. And I send it back to the pits of hell. I bind up every form of confusion. And I send it back to the pits of hell. I bind up every form of jealousy. I bind it up and send it to the pits of hell. I bind up every form of confusion in the name of Jesus, in his mind, my God, in his mind right now, in his mind. I serve you an eviction notice, my God, over the enemy right now, in the name of Jesus. I cut off the head of the hydra. I dismangle, amen, the marine spirit. I dismangle the Jezebel spirit. I dismangle my Dioso
presence, oh God, into the air right now. The airways, oh God, we command every airways, the ionosphere, the biosphere, the monosphere, the mesosphere, every seven levels of the atmosphere. Amen. We release, amen, the open the, of the doorways of heaven, the portals of heaven, oh God. The angels, as they begin to dispatch their assignment, as she begin to release the word on tonight. Father, cover her, oh God. Father, as we cover her as a unit, we cover her because when she goes forth as a general <coughs> on tonight, that we cover her in the spirit realm. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence on tonight. And Father, we thank you as we release this woman of God on tonight. None other, amen, than the honorable Dr. Prophet. That's the fire. This is the fire starter herself. Amen. Hallelujah. You're on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Prophetess, amen. Glenda Lang on tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank, thank God that I, we have another person tonight and that was the time to, to celebrate Jesus and know who he is. I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. New Testament. I'll give you time to find it. Okay. The book of Philippians. Praise God. Hallelujah. The book of Philippians. Amen. God, thank you. We praise you. We adore you, God. Thank you. We thank you, God, for the blood. Amen. Philippians. And I want you to get to um, Philippians. Amen. And um, uh, for Philippians, um, I'm sorry, yeah, Philippians 3, and uh, we can start around the 10th verse, perhaps. Or let's go one more up, 9. Amen. Philippians. Amen. Third chapter. And uh, let's start at the ninth verse. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for we, you know that we, what we need. God, we thank you because we know it is sometimes it's so hard just to be around people and they do all kinds of things and they say all kinds of things, and we know that the enemy's job is to stop us, block us. But I bind the adversary. I bind the adversary, every devil, every level. There's no power greater than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. God, help us to understand that what you do, most of all that you have died on the cross, just just for me and you and anybody on the line, we thank God because he died on a cross for us that we might have the right to the tree of life. Save, we, save us, God, all over again. Wash us all over again. Cleanse us our minds, our bodies, and our spirits in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
financially, socially, economically. No weapon formed against us tonight shall prosper. But every word that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. In other words, I send it back to the sender now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Again, we are in the book of Philippians. Amen tonight. And the book of Philippians, amen, was written by Paul. And the purpose of the book was to thank the Philippian people for giving him um, the things that they needed. Uh, they strengthened Paul in a time when he was getting a little weak. And he showed his the mercies of God to Paul in this book. Paul was not a, this was not a big, strong book with lots of words, but it was short and it was powerful. Amen. Um, this was a Philippian letter. And it was about, basically it says, Paul writes this letter in joy. J-O-Y. Because sometimes we go through situations in our lives and that we don't have joy. And sometimes we have joy on the on the outside, but the inside has been broken. We're hurt, confused, aggravated, frustrated. But we know that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we know that he rules and reigns. He's in control of our lives, even though sometimes it doesn't look like, it doesn't feel like that. God is in control, especially when you have loved ones that you want them to be saved or delivered. You you, you want them uh, right with God. You want them to do the right things. Um, but we are not in control of other people, but we are in control of what we do, what is right and what is wrong. But the problem is, is there is a, we're always going through a spiritual battle. We have a battle between right and wrong. We have a battle between good and evil. So as long as we are in these mortal physical bodies, there will be something that will always fight against us to do what's right. Because we are in the natural. Our bodies, the part of us will say, Let's go out and do something we're not supposed to do. Or, no, let me just go do it because we know that God's going to forgive us. Because he knows the intent of our hearts. Well, here the Philippian church now was going through some situations. And they didn't understand, but they loved God. And here now Paul um, is telling um, the Philippian church in this third chapter. And war it's warning, it is warning them against um, a Christian lifestyle that's against the will of God. Mm -hmm. That the war, the flesh is warring uh, against um, the spirit. Again, hallelujah. Let's start at uh, Philippians 3. Chapter uh, Philippians 3, mm -hmm. 4 verse says this, Though I may 
also have confidence in the flesh. But if any of men thinketh that he hath whereof that he might trust in the flesh, I more. So we don't have confidence. We should not trust the flesh man, the outer man. The flesh man will say, go eat that candy, it's okay. The flesh man will say, let me go lay up with my girlfriend or let me hire a hooker. But the spirit man will say, no, we know that's not right. So there's a constant spiritual battle. Even when we sleep sometimes, we think of things in our spirit while we're sleeping that we know is not of God because there is a constant battle in our spirit, man. Because the enemy doesn't want us to be saved. The enemy doesn't want us to be delivered. The enemy doesn't want us to do anything except but do his bidding for the enemy, for the devil himself. So we are constantly, we must be uh, in a place of that when this rises up in our flesh, we have to just take it, be subjective, take it under the Holy Spirit. So we not be uh, among them as believers, because when we are believing Christ and we are confessing Christ, we cannot just confess him without possessing Christ. Paul here is speaking to the church. Amen. Now, let's go on down to... Ephesians, Ephesians, um, third chapter, verse four. Philippians. It says, "And be found in Him." So we need to be find ourselves in God, in the Holy Spirit. We have to be found in our attitudes, found in who, um, how we represent God, sound in our total beliefs that we don't sacrifice our, be our beliefs because of friendships. If we know that we have men around us or women around us, that we are saying that we are filled with the Holy Ghost and we're waiting on God to bless us with a companion, then our flesh must be under subjection of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that we not be young, unequally yoked. So that even no matter how much the flesh might not desire, that the God in within us shall say, no, I can't do this. No, I can't say this. No, I can't even think this. Even when I think something that is wrong, Jesus knows that we're wrong. Hallelujah. The woman of God, I have to, and I'm a human being again. I cannot just preach to you the gospel and I not live the gospel. I cannot 
preach the gospel to you and not be a representative of who he is in Christ. And now here Paul is telling us that there will be sometimes we will suffer and we will suffer where in our flesh. Because you might fuss all day long, but when you go home and you're behind your closed doors, then you're at peace. There's no war in the spirit because now you're at peace you're in a safe place in God okay and he gives us he says he gives us power power to take our flesh on the subjection of the Holy Ghost it doesn't matter it's uh, candy it doesn't matter it's 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 um a, a strong alcohol it's not matter yeah. um whether you dieting because i want my body to be so small but you don't know maybe god wants you that way god wants you he loves you the way we are he doesn't love you because you're fat he doesn't love you because you're skinny he doesn't love you because you're smart he doesn't love you because you're white he just loves you our christ jesus is and god that loves us no matter who we are or what we are. So he's not worried about our outsides, but he's worried about our insides. He wants the, that we are totally committed to Christ. And could you say if you were died tonight, where would you end up in eternity? And to those that now could say, if I die tonight, I'm going to go to heaven and I know it for sure, then you know what you do. You can joke, go ahead and excuse yourself from the podcast and go on. Because I don't know anybody on the podcast, any of myself, can suit it that I know, that I know with a surety that if I die tonight, I would end up in eternity. So don't let the enemy make us feel bad about what we do or what we say. But we must go after him. I need him. I I personally last couple of weeks ago I had a a uh, operation on one of my eyes. I've had many kinds of surgeries. I had surgeries for gallbladder. I had all these things in my lifetime, um, and not that I didn't say God was a healer, but. This time, this operation was a little different. This time, when you know that they have to take a surgical instrument to the computer and work on your eyes, and you can say that I this by by mistake that any something could go wrong and I may lose my eye. And I began to think about the eyesight of God. That we must take on the eyesight of him who created us. That's what Paul says in the end. He said that I, all that really matters is that I know you, Christ. It doesn't matter what your husband says. It doesn't matter what the God says. It doesn't matter what the people on the job says. He says, Paul says, but all that really matters is that I know you. If I die tonight, I know you. You have a car accident tonight and don't even know if I'll wake up in the morning, but all that matters is that my relationship is with you. That's why now 
the apostle was talking in in um, Philippians. He says this that I might know him, that I might know you, Jesus, and the power of his resurrection. Again, it's not about your family. It's not about your mama. It's not about your daddy. He says, but God, if I die tonight, and while I'm still on the earth, the only thing matters is your power that you have invested in me. Now, with that power that he put, uh, uh, invested in you, want you lying? No. With that power invested in you, want you to drink? No. And that power that's invested in you would uh, want you to whore around? And that power that he says, Paul says, but all that matters is me. He says, I'm not talking to Luke. I'm not Peter. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking to nobody else. But right now, Jesus, we're having a relationship conversation is that all that I matters that even in my suffering the only thing that matters is that I know you and the power the power the power the power the dunamis power the power that's stronger than Superman a power that's greater than the great the great exploits of everybody's life the power uh, hallelujah that I could jump up and, and pray all night the power that's invested in me now that I've given my life to Christ the only thing that matters I just want to know you I don't know about you but I've been through great, I could say, things in my life. And one thing, another thing, is at one point in my life that I had a massive stroke. And I say had. And at that time, I was in a coma. And then I remember one day I was in this hand. I felt like I was in a great hand of God, that I was in the middle of the universe. And I was in the hugest, biggest hand of my life. And I began to tell God, my body is tired. God, I've been going through great things in my life with my family, um, with situations in my life. And I just said, God, I'm so tired. And I just want to go home now with you. I, I really don't want to live anymore. I just, I just want to rest in you oh, until you come back and you take me with you. I just want to go home with you. And I begin to cry and say, God, please take care of my children and let them, I let them know I love them. God, all I want now, my body was hurt. My my senses was lost. My my things was going through in my marriage. All these things in my life was coming in against the youth thing. When you become given your life to Christ, and you have the audacity to preach the gospel that the enemy won't come after you full force. Well, that's what happened to me. And then I heard God speak to me and said, daughter, you got to go back home. He said, you have not finished your course. You have not received your crown. It doesn't work for you. And he began to tell me, he said, now, Glenda, what I'm going to do is when you go back there. So I knew it was with God. He said that everything that I put in you, I'm going to make it greater. 
everything that I've done in you spiritually is going to be more anointed. He says, because you're praying for Christ for the anointing. Because I'm not finished with you. And all of a sudden, I was in ICU. All of a sudden, my girlfriend, um, because I would have my pastor friends come and sit with me, and they would take turns with me in ICU, and they would put a little bed over there or chair, and they would come in and out. And all of a sudden, one of the ones, she said, her name is Pastor Ben, and she said, all of a sudden, all the bells on the, on the, on the, on the, the, the board began to go, ding, 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 look, I'm done, look, I'm done, and then the nurse ran in the room, and all of a sudden, she said, um, he say, Bennett, I'm hungry, I want to get up and eat. That was another miracle for me. So I take this personal walk with God. I am so committed to Christ because I know without God, I know to dead, I will be, I would have been dead. But in the process of growing in him, we are going to suffer. And we're going to suffer persecution most of the time through our families because we are close to them. And the enemy gets busy because it wants to make you look like, you know, you're not so the Holy Ghost. They want to make you look like or feel bad about yourself. They want you to know um, that I'm in charge and not in charge, but God is in charge of your life. So he says, Paul now says to, to the Ephesians church, all that matters is that I know him, Jesus and the power of his resurrection. For his resurrection power allowed Jesus to get up on the third day. That energetic, that that power allowed us to know him and his resurrection power. That the power of God, God has put that power within us that spoke the world into existence. For he said on the, he said on his word, for in the beginning, God spoke to heavens and the earth. So that same power now resides. He's moved in the inside, spiritually in us, so that when we are confused, uh, when we're hurt, when we're abused, when we have things that we know we have to get rid of, that same power now will reside in us. Now Paul is telling the Philippian church is that we need that power. And we need his fellowship. We need him in every area of our lives. And you say to yourself, well, preacher, if that's the case, then why why are you still uh, going through? Why are you uh, going through these things? Why, uh, why is the enemy coming at you if you've got all this power? Because... God allows us to suffer, and when we suffer, we get closer to him. God allows us. For example, let's think about the book of Job. Job lost everything he had, but in the process, he told Job that he, we talk of Job, he says that Job was an upstanding, upright man that is cured evil. In other words, he hated evil. 
He was rich. He was powerful. He loved God with all his life. But all he knew at one point he woke up and everything was gone. His children was gone. His house was gone. His servants were gone. His cooks were gone. Everything, his children were gone. Uh, all was left was his wife. He allowed the suffering of this great man of God for him to know him and the resurrection power of who he was. So he's saying to them, to the Philippians, he says, all that matters, baby, is that I get through this. All that matters is that I know him. All that matters that in my trials that he's with me. All that matters that I might lose everything, but as long as I got you, I got everything. All that matters that the power of his resurrection is around me, in me, through me. He said he'll never leave me or forsake me. He said all that matters, uh, saints, is that you know him and the resurrection power of him that I may apprehend, I might understand that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. I am a part of Christ so that all that matters that even though I'm a part of Christ that I might suffer, but I'm willing to die for the cause. Die, die, die. There is a spiritual death when you don't know Christ. When you don't know Jesus, you are separated from God. Okay. That's a spiritual death. You are not connected to him. You are disconnected. But when you give your life to Christ, you are now connected to him. It's like a wife and a husband. Before they get together, the marriage, they have conjugal visits. They are separated physically and emotionally. But once they commit to each other, once they are married, one the, the bed is undefiled in that area. We are now one. We are one mind, one body, and one spirit according to the word of God. So now in this oneness of God. Brother, I count it not myself to have to understand or to apprehend, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. Sometimes we are beaten down by our past. I used to be saved, and I ain't saved no more, and I know I should to be. I know the right way, but I... Somehow I got off track and I don't know what to do now, but I know I want to get myself together. Uh, sometimes we are beaten down by afflictions from what other people have done to you. I, I, I don't want to get married anymore. I, 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 I don't want to be around anymore. I don't trust anybody. Why? Because I've been beaten down by uh, situations. I, I just, I just, just said, Lord, I just, I don't know what to do anymore. I know, I know one day that I'm going to die. And I know one day I have the opportunity to live again. But am I really ready to, to commit to him again? What if I commit again and I make 
the same mistakes again, God. I just, I just don't want to make the same mistakes again. For when I went to do good, but evil was present. So I don't want to say I'm going to commit to Christ again because I don't want to make another mistake. And but God, there's a warring in my members. There's a a warring in my mind. There's a warring that I I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to be the same way. I don't want to look the same. I don't want to dress the same. I want to be, but I want to become a new created being in you and so that's why Paul was saying he said that all that matters is that I I know him he said he says this but this one thing brother and I count not myself to have to understand I don't understand but this one thing I do know I've got to forget those things which are behind me and I get a reach forward for those things. I've got a reach forward. Just just take your fingers and look out and just reach forward. I don't want you to look back, just reach forward. I used to be a whore, but I'm reaching forward. I'm not going to fornicate anymore. I'm not going to lie anymore. I, I don't want to be a homosexual anymore. I just want to be with you now. I, I can't look back, but I've got to go forward. And before you go forward, you've got to look spiritually forward to the things of God, because I'm no longer the same. Well, Paul says, when I was a child, so I realized I was a child. I know there was at one point in my life I couldn't talk, I couldn't walk. There was a time in a life that I had to crawl where everywhere I yet went to be. And there was a time that when I began to stand up on my own and grab a hold to the sofa, and then I would crawl, walk around the sofa. Why? Because I was a child. I fought as a child and child do stupid things they do intolerable things because they don't do no better but Paul says for when I was a child I thought as a child but now I'm an adult and I should not do the things that I used to do because I'm supposed to know better and the thing that I do know that I was saved but I'm no longer saved but I'm caught between the two opinions whether I want to go back to God again there's a promise on my life there was a promise on my life I I was brought up in the church uh, not everybody but the, some of us were 
brought up in the church. We 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 we, we learn our Sunday school scriptures, and we were been around our friends every Sunday and one night a week when our mamas would take us to church, and we learned all the protocols. We learned all the things to do and not to do, and we had a good life, even though we might have been in the ghetto. Uh, I used to laugh at my brother. We laugh all the time. I said we didn't know we were poor. Why we lived in the ghetto. We we didn't know we were poor. We eat every night and every holiday. We had something special, and every Christmas there was something special. So I did not know I was poor. I thought I was living high on the on the hog. Uh, hallelujah! Even though I took the basket and we pushed the the the, the dirty clothes to the laundromat. Uh, we didn't have a laundromat, but we thought we were uh, top dogs. We didn't know no better. Why? Because we were a child. We didn't understand. Paul says, for when I was a child, but now I see I'm over 40 now, and now I no longer am a child. I know that I'm close to death. I'm closer to death today than I was yesterday. I'm closer to death and it would be tomorrow. I'm closer to my dreams being passed because I did not follow the instructions of God. I'm closer to death now, but I realized that I made mistakes in my life and I can't, I repented, but I still know that I make the mistakes and I, don't want to make a mistake again. So Paul says that I look forward now that I press, that I push, that my dreams going forward, my prayers going forward, my hopes of going forward. There's hope. There's a hope in me that maketh not a shame. I, there's a hope in me that tomorrow is going to be better. There's a hope in me. And the Bible says, hope maketh not a shame. Hope pushes me. Hope drives me. Hope makes me pray. Hope makes me believe that tomorrow is going to be better than my past. Hope is not going to make me look back at what I lost and think about, well, I made that mistake. Well, I can make another mistake, but no hope goes forward. Mm-hmm. Hope pushes forward. It says, but brother, in other words, now he's talking to the church. He's talking to the believers. He says, brother, ah, ah, Paul, ah, Paul the apostle, ah, Paul that was a sinner, that Paul that persecuted Christians, he says, but I, my count, not myself, to have to understand. I didn't understand what I was doing, but this one thing I do, I forget the things which are behind me. I forget. Sometimes the enemy will take, give you a flashback and remind you what you used to do, remind you where you go, how, how all the little the sneaky, understanding things that nobody know about you and God, uh, 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 all these underhanded, lying, cheating things. There's so much 
dirt in you because the, the spirit has taken over you and you just refuse to give your life to Christ. You just refuse to get it right. You just refuse because you want to you do what you want to do. You want to go where you want to go. You want to say what you want to say. You want to forget the things that you know is right because you choose to do wrong. You could choose to not do the parts of the Bible that you like, but you choose to not to do the things that you don't want to do. Because I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't have a selective gospel. You do it all or you don't do it. There's no in between in the Bible that I know of. But if you know where it is, please, if this distracts me, because I have to do the whole gospel. We have to do all that God has called us to do. But Paul's reminding himself of how he persecuted Christians. Paul is reminding himself uh, that he knew the law. He wrote the law. He studied under a, a great teacher called Gamaliel that, that, uh, that did all the doctrines of the Jews himself. And because I was knowledgeable of things that I could do, and some of us are knowledgeable of sins, and we do those things because we choose to do. They choose to do it. They know right from wrong. Unless you were born with a mind of not understanding, we choose sin because the sin nature in us says go get it girl go do that girl boy you go do that yeah you can do as as many women as you want to you can have as much money as you want to you can live like hell all you want to because you know what you are for you're a free moral agent and you ain't got no answer to God but I want you to know that we shall answer to God for everything that we do. Yes, he loves us. But the Bible says, what does a man sow, he shall so reap. Yes, he forgives us. He forgives us because he loves us. But when you know, when you come into the knowledge of the truth, we all might not know the knowledge of the truth at the same time. But when we become accountable of the knowledge of the truth, God requires us to stand and do what he has called us to do. And that's why he's saying, Paul saying, brethren, church folks, I don't understand what I did. But this one thing I do know, that I'm forgetting those things behind me. I ain't going to do that no more. I ain't going to lie no more. I ain't going to cheat no more. And if I can't give a straight answer, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say yes, I'm not going to say, I'm just going to say I'm nothing. Because even when you lie and you know you're lying, God holds you accountable because you're lying against what he says. those things which are behind me. I'm going forward now. I'm pressing. The one thing about a press is it's, 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 it's resistance. So when I press something against, if I take my fingers and I 
push him against the wall, there is obsession. There's something that's trying to stop me. There's something that's trying to hinder me. And I'm not going to look back for it. I'm just going to try to go forward to God. I'm going to go forward in my prayer life. I'm going to go forward in my fasting life. I'm going to forward in my decisions that I'm not going to make any more decisions until I go to God. And if I don't get an answer, if I'm not comfortable what I'm going to do, then I stand. The Bible says, stand therefore, with the Lord's right with truth. You've got to stand. Sometimes when you don't know that what God wants you to do, just stand there. Just don't work. Don't, don't move. Just stand until you feel the peace of God. And when you feel the peace of God, God's saying, okay, it's time to move. But if you don't feel the peace in your spirit, man, don't move. Because in that peace, God's made a way for you. At that peace, God's delivering you out of something. Out of this peace, God's going to deliver you from every affliction. Out of this peace, because he has set a date and an hour and a second for us to come out of every situation we have been in. Every time. It is God's timing. It is God's revelation. It is God's word that we have to know and wait on the decision making of Christ, not our decisions. A lot of us get in situations. Why? Because we're moving by our agenda. We're not moving by God's agenda. A lot of us on this line, hallelujah, might have been in marriages. Why? Because we didn't move in God's agenda. We moved in our own agenda. And then 10, 30, 40 later, we realized that we didn't move by the agenda of God. Why? Because we know now that those things that we know before, that God was, he was, he was talking to us. He was, he was leading us and guiding us, but we were moving by our flesh. We weren't moving by our spirit. And why be married by our flesh? Hallelujah. It is not the man. It is not the woman. It is because you made the wrong decisions. Maybe because you're lonely. Maybe because you wanted money. Maybe because you couldn't make it by yourself or you thought you could because God has every, God has somebody for everybody if you choose to be married. Some of us don't choose to be married. Some of us choose not to be married anymore. Because we spend more time with God than we with a human being. And why would you say all your life that, that, I, that I, I choose to be un, uh, single now? Then go ahead and do what God called you to do. If you choose to be married again, that's your heart, your mind, your spirit. Everybody's not choose to do the same thing. Not everybody walks in the same office. Not everybody lives in the same places. Some people like working in hospitals. Some people like working in the post office. Some people like to, to, to drive a car. Some people like to fly a plane. Every there's a season, there's a thing in our life that God has ordained us for us to do. Paul says, the only thing that I know with a surety that God is that I know you. And that all that I want to know is you. All that I want to is believe in you. All I want to know is about your 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 thoughts, your minds, your love walk. God, first of all, I need to learn to love me. 
You know, I, 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 I've learned, I've had to love. You have to love you. When you don't love you, you look love. You look for love in the wrong places. When you don't love you, you look for some people to validate you. When you don't love you, you're trying to make everybody happy. Why? Because you're unhappy with yourself. So that's why Paul says, he says that all the things that matter is right now, if I know the resurrection of power of Christ because when I know him, I got everything. When I know him, I love him. When I know him, I can do great things in him because you have ordained me an apostle now, God. So so I'm going your instructions. I'm going to not backwards. I'm looking for this one thing. He says, this one thing I know is I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to press to his presence. I've got to press in to his glory. i got to press into his majesty. i got to press to him because, God, all I know is I need you. I don't need money. It's nice to have. I don't need a car. It's good to have. I don't need all this other stuff. I don't need Louis Vuitton. I don't need the most expensive perfume that goes around about a thousand dollars or half a bottle. All I know, God, is without you, I can't breathe. Without you, I don't know my name. Without you, I can't breathe. I can't think. I can't manifest your glory. God, all I need you to do is help me to press into the Holy Spirit, press into the mind of Christ, press into the thoughts of God, press in into Christ. For I press, I push forward to the mark of the prize. Have you ever been to one of those uh, those outdoor games where they, they run track and uh, track and they run track and uh, their idea is when they get ready to go down, they put their finger one, one box on the back so they can press forward as they've been to take off. The idea is to run the race. But if you jump up off the blocks fast, you'll get extremely tired in the beginning. So the runner has begin, has to, to pace himself so it can get to the end of the race. That's a problem. That's a thing for the race. That you need to run in a place so that you can make it to the end and win. So we pace ourselves as Christians. We have to pace ourselves in the race. Am I learning what God wants me to learn? Am I manifesting his glory? Do I have the energy of God so that I can go out and witness to people? Do my life consist of a consistent prayer life? Do my life consist of a fasting life? 
if my life right now represents Christ, and I backslidden, and if I backslidden, God, tonight that I'm going before you and saying, Lord, I'm ready to give my life totally to you. Totally, totally, totally. Because tomorrow is not. Am I ready to go forward? Am I going to lean forward? I'm going to go forward in the things of God. I, God, I want this particular thing. But now, God, I'm giving you everything I've got, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, because I press towards the mark. And the mark is Jesus Christ. The mark is my salvation. The mark is that I will see Jesus one day. The mark that I will live so that God would be proud of me. So I press, I run a great race, gracefully, without cheating, gracefully, Moving like a deer, gracefully, knowing that God's got my back. Like the kids say, Christ has got my back. Well, I press in this race as if God's got my back. God's got my front. God knows that if I fall, I'm going to get up again, no matter what happens in my life. Because I have made up my mind towards the end of my life, the ladder of rain God talks about, the ladder lane of my life that I'm going to press forward and do what God has called me to do. Because I know uh, without a shadow of doubt tonight that I am giving my life again to him if I'm not saved or if I have to repent, God, I'm moving forward because I want the best of the best, and I want to be the best of the best, and I'm going forward tonight. I'm running for that prize. I'm running for that ribbon. I'm running for that course. And it don't really matter about who else don't win. But I'm running for a race, race. I'm running for the prize. And the prize is I want to be saved. The prize is that I want to know Jesus. The prize is that if I give my life to Christ at this moment, as it says in Romans 10, that a man confess with his mouth and believe in his heart, then he shall be saved. That I know God's got my back now because I've committed myself to Christ. I don't care how many times. I can't say I don't, I don't care about how many times. But if you've fallen down, get up. If you've fallen out, make a change. If you're falling out, say, God, I want to go forward now. I want to be at a standstill. I don't want to be the same person I don't want to be. I want to go forward. If it takes my life, God, I want to go 
forward. I want to live my very best life in my latter days. I want to be the man or the woman that have called me to be. God, forgive me for my sins. God, forgive me for my shortcomings. God, forgive me for comedy. God, forgive me for everything that I've done, even unknowingly or knowing. God, forgive me that I've backed by. God, forgive me that I've said things I have I shouldn't have said. God, forgive me. Because he tells innocence word. Take no thought for tomorrow. We can get up off this podcast tonight and lie down tonight and die. And where will you end up in eternity if you have not given your life to Christ? Or have you not asked forgiven for this? It's just, it's, the, the, the religion is not about getting money. God, a religion is about your relationships with Christ. You could give and give and give and give and Bible says I can preach and preach and still be lost. You know what? You can give and give and still be lost. You can give and give everything you got and still go to hell. Yes, why? Because you have not lived the life of Christ. Examine yourselves. The Bible says that we must examine ourselves. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Glenda. Uh, uh, I must examine myself. Am I a believer? Uh, uh, do I live seconds. what I say? Do I preach what I live? Am I a, a good wife? Am I a good, uh, a good person? Am I a good friend? Am I a good auntie? Am I give a good aunt? Am I doing what God has called me to do as the best of my ability? So if uh, tonight I die, am I judged according to how I live? Uh, am, I li- am I living toward the standards that the Bible says, not what man says or seconds. This word, this, this Bible gives us all the answers that God wants us to have. From the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, all the precepts, all the do's and don'ts are in this book. Everything from things like um, uh, that don't cheat, don't lie, uh, don't live, uh, don't have sex with a dead animal or an animal. All these things are in this Bible. This Bible is, is jam. This Bible is awesome because everything you want in this book is in here for the asking and for the digging of the unction of the Holy Spirit. Do you know Jesus? And are you running an effective race? Ten seconds. Are you just running one foot at a time? And just because they told me you had to run around the track, I'm going to run. I don't feel like running. I'll run a little bit. You know, when you were in track in school, we might run a little bit. It's, oh, shoot, I'm tired. I'm going to walk the rest of the way. No, 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 no. When you're running an effective race, you run the whole race till you get to the end. Some of us start a race and we fall out. We get back up and we get up again and we fall out again but that's not an effective race that is not effective word why we can't and we can't have effective gospel so the gospel parts that you want to do you do but the things you don't no 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 we have to have an effective race good in the beginning good in the middle and good in the bad in the end because now we are effective in the things of God we have to have a good fight, 
a good run and a good race in Christ. We must know God. And at the end of the day, Paul says this, all that matters is Jesus and his resurrection power. But I have to know Jesus and the part of my sin. Even as an apostle, I've got to know Jesus and the part of my sin to repent. As a pastor, I've got to be, I got to do the same thing. Father, forgive me that I've sinned. Prophet, sit down, be quiet, know Jesus, repent, part of his sin. Nobody is exempt from the word of God. I repeat, nobody is exempt from the word of God. Apostle, no exemption. Prophet, no exemption. Teacher, no exemption. Reverence, no exemption. Evangelist, no exemption. We are all accountable for the word of God when we say we know. For Paul says, for when I was a child, I thought I was a child, but now I put away childish things. Some of us saints are childish. We are childlike. We get upset. Once we get upset, we don't know how to forgive. We forgive and they tell you, I forgive. I forgive, but I ain't going to forget. But the Bible tells us to forget and forget and put into the sea of forgetfulness. Now, I can forgive. I I can forget. But you know what? You bite me once, but you can't keep biting me again and again because I'm going to run off and leave because you keep biting me and you bite me because you don't like me. You bite me because you can't, you hate me. You bite me because you don't want to do right me. You bite me because you don't love me. You bite me because you don't care for me. Listen here, I'm not going to love the rest of my life where you just beat me down like a beat up shoe. No, we got to have common sense. Amen. Thomas tells us. All that matters is that I know his resurrection power. I ain't got to know Glenda's resurrection power. I ain't got to know nobody's power. I got to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ because the only way I can get into the kingdom is knowing him and his resurrection power. Not my pastor's resurrection, not the apostle's resurrection, but the Bible says this. All that matters is that I know him, Jesus. I know him, Elohim. I know him, the Godmother enough. I know him, El Elyon. I am, I know him, I'm the shepherd man. I know him. So the, all that matters is his resurrection power. What? And his resurrection power and his suffering, which means we will suffer in this body. We will suffer, but we will overcome, and we overcome by the uh, 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 testimonies. We will overcome by holding on to God. We will overcome, hallelujah, by his resurrection power because he got up on the third day with all power went down took the keys from hell and when jesus got up there were folks that got up and walked around because of his resurrection power and if you want that resurrection power tonight 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. God, I know for me that thank you for this resurrection power today. God, it's been a rough day. In fact, it's been a rough week. But I ask you, God, to forgive me. If there's anything that I did or said to offend anybody, God, wash me, cleanse me, hold me in the palm of your hand like you did before. God, I thank you, God, that there's anybody on the sound of my voice that have made up in their mind to, to recommit to Christ or, or, or committing themselves to Christ. I don't have to know you by name, but I do. You have to know that God is trying to pick your heart right now to come to him. Come out of sin. Come out of lying. Come out of cheating. Come out of horror hopping. Because tomorrow is not promised. And we also say so in the book of Romans 10. It says he teaches us. It says that we give our lives to him. When a man, you know, confesses with your heart. I believe in his mouth and then confess with heart. He says that then thou shalt be saved. So those have given their life to Christ tonight. I don't know you by heart, but I always give you the sinner's prayer because I want you to be saved. I don't want to be held, held responsible that you died tonight and you heard this word and you didn't commit yourself to Christ. It's not about a church. It's about a relationship. I believe that God, God have allowed these churches to shut down so we can build ships with Christ. We can go back to the basics when the old church didn't have no church. The church got together in homes. That the church found a place to take a tambourine and take a drum and begin to cry out and beat the drums and talk about how much they love Jesus. But God wants the church to get itself together because we talked about the other day how 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 the church of Corinth they were that God uh, sent Paul there to establish the church. But when he came again, those same people had decided they wanted to go out and fornicate. They wanted to do the things they used to do. They went back to the, the first love, which was cheating and lying, and they lost the love. They lost their first love. That's why Paul told us that all that matters is that his resurrection power, so that if I have his resurrection power, I can walk like he tells me to walk. I can do what he tells me to do. I can go where he wants to go. I can dream what he wants me to dream. I can think what he wants me to dream because I'm walking in his resurrection power. It's not my power, but it's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you now for your word. We thank you for your ways. We thank you for your attributes and your word tonight. Lord, I love on you. I love on you, God. God, I know you got my back. I know you got my back. All these things that I've gone through in my life, you just keep on blessing me. You keep on blessing me, God. And I'm talking about spiritual blessings. I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for houses. I'm looking for Jesus. And God, I thank you that you allowed me for spiritual blessings, to see things that men not can see, pray things that men cannot pray, believe things that God have not seen. 
thank you, God, for the power of the resurrection in my body. I thank you, God, for the power of the resurrection of the suffering and the fellowship that you put in me. I thank you, God, now. Hallelujah, what you've done for me tonight and everybody on the line that have heard my words, heard my thoughts, and know that it is the will of God. I praise you and I thank you for your glory. Amen. Amen. And now, if there's anybody on the line that wants to say anything, you have free course to toast to, to do so at this time now. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Awesome word on tonight. I really, I really enjoyed it. And I appreciate you preaching the word. I am a high, so keep doing what you're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. I spend a lot of time reading my Bible. I spend a lot of time talking to God. And then sometimes they say, you know, well, still she'll just, oh, she's by herself. She's sitting in the room. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting in the room. I'm sitting by myself. You know what? But I'm sitting in the arms of Jesus. I'm sitting him and just trying to show, put his His power within me. His, his word is in me. His love is in me. He's, everything I need is in God. Everything is in my need is in God. When you get desperate and you look for a desperation in God, when you look for him and head alone. You you realize that I could have been dead and gone. I realize that God many times that he saved me from situations and, and death and degradation and lies and cheating. I have no other choice except to look for the resurrection of power in Jesus. I say I pray every day God save me from things that I don't even know I've made because I don't want to make a mistake and go to hell and be chained to somebody else I don't like. I don't want to be chained up in hell, but somebody that don't like me in life and definitely won't like me in the pit of hell. So I thank God for the word. Is anybody else? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Daphne, are you on the line? Yeah, I think her call dropped. I was trying to call her back in. Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Apostle, would you like to say anything tonight? Amen. We just thank God for the, um, like I said, that was a powerful, powerful word on tonight. Amen. I just let us know that um, we're in this season now that we really have to store away in him you know and even sometimes even even the mess of what's going on like you know the, our ministries our ministries our uh podcasts um everything that we are dealing with it, it has to be a point of time that you have to have some private time with the lord even in the midst of that you know um not just to minister but to be ministered to from the holy you know from the holy spirit um and that's where i'm at you know, being ministered to the from the Holy Spirit of what direction that I need to take, uh, and what direction I need to shift in, you know, because like I said, this is a this is a lot of work. This is a burden, a burden that you that Christ carried, but it's even a bigger burden that we have to carry it. Plus our own personal lives, 
plus, you know, plus what we're dealing with in ministry. So it, it takes a lot out of you. I don't know about anybody else, but it does take a lot out of me. Um, trying to work and trying to go to school, trying to, you know, deal with my situation with my husband, with the cancer, and then dealing with my son ain't feeling good. It, it's, it's, it's a lot of burden. It's, it's, it's a, a lot of weight on me, you know, but I try to uh, strong as best my ability to, to, um, to manage it, to manage it. But sometimes it does get hard. So sometimes I have to kind of break away and say, Lord, I, I need you to, I mean, I know you say you won't give me no more than a bear, but how much, you know, and sometimes you got to really talk to him and say how much, because Job had that con Job had to get a conversation with him at one point, you know, how, how long it's going to take me to deal with this? How, why did this have to happen to me? You know, I wish I would have went back into my mother's womb. Why am I here? You know, so we do get to that point. People got to realize we are human, but we do get to that point that we, you know, we really ask God why, what, what we don't, what we do, how are we dealing with this? Yeah. So, I mean, we're not superhuman. We're not superhuman, but I mean, but we're striving to get, you know, to do the best we can and, and surpass what the best we can and be positive about it. But sometimes that pressure hits so hard. You know, like, like which direction you're coming from now? You know, I now know what direction you're coming from. So there's another a greater battle. So like I said, everything uh, what we wrestle against is it's really not a natural thing. It's really is a spiritual thing um, in the spirit realm, put it that way. And because the enemy knows who we are and recognize what we are standing for, it's like the, the higher that you go in God, the greater, the harder the fight. The more hell you go through, the higher that you go through your anointing, the more harder that you fall, the harder that you feel. And that's where I'm at right now. You know, I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want to go nowhere near this, but I couldn't walk away from what God called me to do. You know, but because I mean, nobody wants to go through who said ministry is supposed to feel good. Ministry do not feel good. I'm telling you. Because you get ministry hurt, you're hurt, and everybody else hurt, and then you got to deal with that. But at the same time, it's like you still have to like, okay, I got to go past that. I got to surpass this. Okay, this is a testimony. I'm being hurt, but then, oh God, now you're changing. I've been this. I've been through this. Now I'm I'm transitioned, you know, into to be. I'm delivered now. So it, it so you can't say that you can't. You're not gonna go through something. You are gonna go through something. As long as we're here, we're gonna suffer at some point. You know, but we suffer for the price of his anointing. It's a cost, a price that we have to pay for his anointing. And it doesn't feel good. I'm just going to be honest and be transparent with everybody. It does not feel good. You know, people think it's all about the glory and it's all about uh, 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 of everything being, but they don't know what you would happen, what transpired behind closed doors when you're dealing with when you're dealing with people and dealing with ministry and dealing with yourself. So I, like I said, I really I have learned a lot. You know, I really learned a lot on tonight. Yeah. Well, I learned um, one of the one of the Bible the books in the Bible that I had a hard time learning to uh, learning to not hard time to learn, but um, when I learned about the life of Job in the beginning. I didn't want to read the book. And for years, I never read that book. And the one time God began to tell me, he says, all right, now, you've been putting it off. Start studying the, the, the life of Job. 
And one of the things about in Job, when Job got so frustrated, he'd lost his children. Mm-hmm. He'd lost his, you know, people that worked for him. He lost everything. He, you know, he had the money. He was, he was rich and he ended up, you know, all this stuff. And so Job got mad and began to, the gods, Job began to say, look at him, that I've, I feel so bad. Look, you know, I might as well just stay in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a mess. I'm, not, I'm upset, you know, and I lost everything. I was rich and now poor. I, I had children and my children are gone. I had, uh, you know, feel hands and I lost them and everything. And he was just desperate. So he goes in and he puts on his clothes. There's a color of sackcloth. And so he's going before God. And after Job complained to God, yeah. If you read further down some of the other chapters, he after that, he let Job complain and complain and complain. Yep. And after Job stopped talking, God talked to God began to talk to Job and said, Job, hey baby, where were you when I threw the stars in that side? How how dare you talk to me? I threw the stars in the side. I created the universe. Yeah. Why why are you complaining? I, I, I'm the man. You, I, I'm the man. I'm Jesus Christ. You understand? I am that he is and was and will be. You complained about this stuff, but I threw the stars in the skies. I created every day on the earth. I I, I, I created the, the moon and the stars. I rotated them in the form that he wanted to. I created gravity. I created the stars. I, and you complained about me and I had to do all that work? Don't complain. Mm. Amen. Yeah, you I really, you really read the, the book, and, and it'll figure out. I mean, and his friends sat around him and said, "Oh man, yeah, you, 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 you had all this money and this, and you were so rich and you were so powerful, and and all of a sudden you ain't got nothing. You must have done something wrong." But God makes us. Yeah. God makes us in our trials. God makes us in our agony. God makes us in our pain. God makes us when we look like we ain't going to make it, we're going to die. God makes us and he He holds us in the palm of his hands and he say, I got you. I got you. It looks like you ain't going to make it. It, it, it got you. It looks like you ain't got nowhere to go, but I got you. It looks like you're going to die. It looks like your children are crazy and you don't know what to do, but I got you and in God's timing, he does what he wants to do and that same God that Paul is now speaking to him and saying, but the one thing I do know, I might not understand why I was stupid. I might not, not I was stupid that I didn't recognize God. Maybe I was stupid and I, I was killing folks for no reason at all. I, maybe I was stupid and I didn't understand that God created that I am an apostle and of all the people in the world, God, why would you choose to use me? But Paul says, but this one thing I do know that I pressed towards Mark of our calling. It's one thing I do know. I spoke, I wrote a third of the New Testament. Uh, I was unworthy. I was crazy. But you gave me the authority because you saw the newness of life in me. And for that, God, I thank you. So I'm holding on because all that matters that the resurrection power that you 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 brought me out of my mess and I'm a new creature and I'm going to live as long as you want me to live. I'm going to do what God you called me to do because I made up my mind. I got to follow you. And the church has to follow Christ. The people of God has to do what the words say, too. 
And not everybody is crooked. Not every past ain't no good. Yeah, but there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. So we have to pray and God to lead us and guide us into all truth. But at the end of the day, he says that all that, and if Paul says that all that matters, that it knows that I know him, I certainly believe the same thing. I don't understand it. I don't like it. It don't feel good. But I've got to do as Paul did. Follow him. At the end of the rainbow, we'll get everything that God has promised us. Amen. 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 In all things. I didn't like that scripture one time. Says, in all things, give thanks. I'm like, I'm gonna give all things and I done lost everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, how you want me to feel all, all things and, and I'm I'm in a desperate situation. You want me to have all that don't make I said, God, that don't make no sense, but I'm gonna do what he I do what you tell me to do. So I started crying. Oh, you think I thank you. I think I thank you. Because God tells us do the opposite. Because mm-hmm. he's in control. Man has no control, even though a lot of them think they have control. The president don't even have no control. He think he's got, you know, no, no, no. God has the last say so. The same God that spoke to the mountain as the same God that created the universe. The same God that spoke every planet in the solar system. And now I'm sure there's mother planets and other other solar systems. God just didn't do all this right here in our universe. Right, exactly. Okay, you check out, you really check out the stars and the skies, you'll find out there's there's more galaxies, there's more planets, there are more universes around. But he found where he wanted to be in this location, and he poured out his bread on us. And he says that all that matters of all is the resurrection of our him. So no matter where we end up at the end of the day, we will be one day with our Father Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, Father, we thank you. Let's close out. Father, we thank you for your words. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost and power. Father, we thank you, God. We believe that somewhere, somehow, somebody was given their life to Christ tonight as we were preaching. I believe that somewhere, somehow, that somebody will reclaim their life to Christ while we were preaching. And I say we because I don't do it. You do it through me. God, save and deliver. God, wash us, keep us in your glory. God, teach us how to walk in your glory. God, give us an effective prayer life that we can touch you in the spirit realm. God, teach us how to be women and men of God of excellence. Men and women who are empowered by the Holy Ghost and the Word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. amen. Thank you all. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all have a good night tonight. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Talk Radio. Goodbye.
Thank you. 